Hello everyone and welcome to Horror Nights in Podcast with me, your host, Crystal, where I talk about anything and all horror. On this podcast, I give you my honest and horrific opinion on a different horror movie every week. I drop spoilers, I never lie, and I always keep it real. Sometimes I do specials and sometimes I have co-hosts. So to keep up with all things horror and the Horror Nights In podcast, please join my Twitter family by following me at Us. We have a ton of fun over there and I love interacting and chatting with you guys, so please join in. And yes, the official Blumhouse Twitter account did come for me for my Twitter name already. And also be sure to follow my podcast on whatever app you use. I am available for your listening pleasures on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. And if you're already familiar with my podcast, uh, you do know that the beginning theme song is a little bit different than what it usually is, or usually a lack thereof in intro music. So I just wanted to give a shout out to my friends Darren and Jordan over at So Dope Productions for putting it together for me. Thank you guys, I appreciate it. Uh, Also, uh, the guys are working on different kinds of theme songs for me, so if you do hear... Uh, a different song next week or the next couple weeks. Just know I'm still here. I'm still the same person. We're just trying out some things. We're trying some some new things out here on Horror Nights in Podcasts for 2019 for sure. So before we get into this evening's podcast, I kind of wanted to talk about a show that I've been recently watching on Netflix. And I also wanted to talk about New Year's Eve. I hope you guys had a great holiday, uh, whatever you celebrate. I was actually sick in bed with a sinus infection and a double ear infection on New Year's Eve. So I slept pretty much the entire day. And I woke up just in time for it to be midnight and I fell right back asleep. So I hope that you guys had a more interesting um, holiday than I did. Um, I'm on antibiotics now and I am getting better. But if you're used to hearing my voice, I do might sound a little raspier than I usually do. But hey, gives me character, right guys? So, as I said, I wanted to talk about um, the series You on Netflix, Y-O-U. I actually binge-watched it for mm, three days straight because I was sick in bed. Um, So, it is on Netflix, and it only has one season. It premiered, uh, I think, a couple days after Christmas or maybe like the day after Christmas. Um, I didn't know what it was. I just clicked on it because it came on my suggested. So, um... Basically, it's about a bookstore manager. He meets a graduate student, an aspiring writer at the bookstore that he works at. He falls in love with her at first sight. Then he becomes super obsessed with her and he stops at nothing to get rid of the obstacles that keep her from loving him. Um, It stars Penn Bagley, who I know from Gossip Girl, and also Elizabeth Lale, who I actually don't know who she was, but the show was great. I thought it was really good. Um, Like I said, I binge watched it in like three days, but if you guys are looking for something that's different to watch on Netflix and you want to not watch Bird Box again, um, <laughs> I would definitely check this series out. It's super twisted. It's super dark, super fucked up. Um, I'm definitely going to go back and rewatch it for sure now that uh, I've watched the entire season in three days. <laughs> 
So on this episode of Horror Nights in Podcast, we will be discussing the infamous human centipede first sequence. So I will start by giving you the Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb rating. I'll give you a short synopsis and then a lengthy uh, dissection and discussion of the plot characters and ending with my overall honest and horrific opinion. So stick around until the end guys because you definitely want to hear my thoughts on this movie. So if some of you are wondering why this movie is my first um, podcast of 2019, um, the day after Christmas on the 26th, I actually tweeted um, that I've been picking all the horror movies every week, so I'm leaving it up to my horror family to ring in 2019 with their choice, and um, it was a very close close race. So I had, if you didn't see the tweet, um, I had the Human Centipede, Grave Encounters, Fear.com, and Ghost Ship. And with 33% of the vote, the Human Centipede won. Uh, Grave Encounters actually came in at 29%. So thank you to all the, um, everybody that voted. Um, I really appreciate that. I really had fun. I like seeing, um, the different percentages go up and down as the as uh, everyone was voting, but the human centipede won, so let's get into it. Rotten Tomatoes gave the human centipede a 50% with 25% of the audience liking it, and IMDb gave it a 4.4 out of 10. So the human centipede was released April 28, 2010 in theaters with a running time of 90 minutes, and it was written and directed by Tom Six. Shout out to Tom Six. He actually follows me on Twitter. I feel very honored to be able to say that. So thank you, sir. Um, So the synopsis of this movie is two American girls find themselves trapped in a terrifying makeshift hospital by a retired surgeon. The doctor explains that he is a retired surgeon who has specialized in separated Siamese twins. However, the girls are not about to be separated but joined together in a horrific operation. He plans to be the first to connect people one to the next via their gastric system and in doing so bring to life his sick lifetime fantasy, the human centipede. So a funny backstory, um, my best friend Molly, who uh, appeared briefly on my Stanley Hotel tour podcast, actually watched this movie three times before I even saw it once, and she doesn't like horror movies. Um, I also stayed away from the movie because of the horrifying things she told me and the horrifying things that other people told me. Um, Until one night about two years ago, I remember being sick on my couch And this movie kept reappearing on my suggested on my Netflix, so I just broke down and I watched it. Um, And as I said, I won't be spoiling uh, my opinion and thoughts on it until the end of this podcast, so stay tuned. So we begin the movie with a very ominous music, and we are introduced to our German doctor and main character, Dr. Heiter, who is played by uh, Dieter Leser. Now, I apologize if my German accent is terrible, but I'm trying. Um, So he was actually in the third Human Centipede movie, playing the part of Bill Boss. And if you guys have not seen this movie, just look the actor up. I mean, his bone structure alone in his face just screams Nazi German experimental doctor who will 100% operate on you with no anesthesia. 
Um, so we have our doctor looking at a picture of what looks like three dogs in the centipede formation. So I assume the doctor did this on animals first before his attempt with humans. We then see a truck driver pull over to take a poop uh, in the woods and the doctor is following him with his shotgun. So, of course, the first scene has to involve pooping, because why not? Um, So, as the shotgun goes off, we quickly pan away and we're given the title sequence. So, in the next scene, we meet two American girls, Lindsay and Jenny, staying at a hotel. We find out that the girls want to get to a nightclub called Bunker. We then find out that the two girls are in Germany, and I'm getting very hostile one and two vibes and flashbacks. Uh, it seems like the friends are doing a backpacking trip through Europe. Um, it also seems the reason they are traveling to this nightclub is because they met a cute German waiter who invited them to a party there. So, just a disclaimer, FYI here, guys. Um, don't go to a party in Germany. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just be like me and stay at home and never leave your apartment. (laughs) Um, So anyway, the next scene, we have the two girls getting lost on their way to the club in some very dark, questionable backwoods area in Germany. And surprise, surprise, as the girls are trying to get back to the main road, they get a flat tire. Uh, So their first idea is to call the rental car place, but I bet they have no service, and I was right, of course. Um, It then begins to rain, so now the girls are stranded in the middle of Germany, in the rain, with no cell service, and no idea where they are. Uh, The girls then begin arguing, but then we see headlights, and I have to assume it's our doctor to the rescue, but it's actually a super sweaty German man instead. Um, Side note, these girls can't speak German whatsoever, and honestly, I would try to learn the bare minimum words to communicate if I'm going to a foreign country. I mean, anything like need help, need phone, I don't know, something useful. Um, We then find out that this sweaty German man wants to bang them and not help them. Classic. Uh, He continues to stare at them and make vulgar suggestions with his mouth before driving away. Uh, They then begin to venture into the woods, and if I remember correctly, this is where they come upon Dr. Heather's house. Uh, Now the two girls are getting more lost. They start arguing again. Um, it's pouring down rain at this point, and the two girls end up finding a light which belongs to a home. Uh, the girls then find the front door, and who happens to open the door but our sinister doctor to the rescue. So we then follow the girls as they sit down in the doctor's living room as he begins questioning about their travels. We then follow the doctor into the kitchen as he gets the girls each a glass of water, and then we see him put something into their water that dissolves quickly. Uh, He is also pretending to call the roadside assistance while he's in the kitchen. He then returns to the living room with Lindsay and Jenny and hands them each the tainted water. Um, He then tells them the roadside assistance will arrive in a half an hour, which is obviously a lie. Um, The girls then try to make small talk, and he uh, tells them that he does not like human beings. 
honestly same. <laughs> um, they snicker and Lindsay goes to set her glass of water down and spills it on the table. Um, and this does not make him happy at all. He like jumps up and starts cursing at her in German. Um, I assume because she spilled some of the tainted water, aka the effect of the drug won't be as strong. Um, or the doctor is just super OCD and super tidy and doesn't like water being spilled in his house. <laughs> um, the girls agree that they need to leave, get the hell out of there, um, as he goes to grab a towel. Um, we then follow him into what looks like his basement operating room, uh, which is obviously located under the house. We then see that he has someone down there already, which I assume is the truck driver from the beginning of the movie. The truck driver is basically strapped into a hotel bed with, or a hotel, a hospital bed, <laughs> um, with two other empty hospital beds next to his own. Uh, so we are back with the girls and the effect of the drug is starting to work. Jenny is starting to get very sleepy and is practically passing out on the couch. Considering Lindsay spilled half of her drink, she's still coherent. As Dr. Hyder describes to the girls that he put the drug Rehypnol into their water. He then brings out a syringe as Lindsay falls from the couch and starts dragging herself to try and escape. But not before Dr. Hyder puts the syringe into the back of the neck. I assume to knock her out the rest of the way. So now both the girls are pretty much knocked out. And um, so yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> it is now the next day and we see our doctor is sitting at his kitchen table ripping up a piece of paper, which I can assume is possibly a ticket to Italy, which is where the girls said that they were going to head next. Um, he also has two licenses on his table, which I assume are the girls' license. Uh, we are now in what I assume is the doctor's basement, which is his hospital operating room, with the two girls tied to their hospital beds, and they each have an IV in their arm. We see that Lindsay is the first to wake up and is yelling for Jenny to wake up. We also see his first victim is there as well. Jenny comes to and also begins to freak out. As they all begin to freak the fuck out, we see Dr. Hyder and he kind of eerily stands there before going over to the truck driver and telling him that he doesn't match and that he has to kill him. Dr. Hyder then takes a large syringe and puts it into the IV connected to his arm and it takes about two seconds tops for the truck driver and the non-match to die. Um, I think, and I could be wrong, it was either salt water, which is lethal, um, if injected to the bloodstream, or it was air. Um, I'm not 100% sure on that, so don't quote me, and if you do know, let me know. Um, so we are now outside, and the doctor is burying the dead truck driver in his backyard. So the next scene, we see that the doctor has found his next victim. Uh, I also wanted to not, um... To quote on the mannerisms of the doctor, um, they're great and almost military-like. Uh, I also realized that the shotgun is actually a dart gun, which must have some kind of tranquilizer in it. Uh, we also have to assume the doctor is very well off, too, because he drives a Mercedes. He has a ton of property and a whole-ass operating room in his basement. Um, we then see that his last victim is Japanese and is super fucking pissed off as anybody would be. Um, so I think the first time I watched this, I had the subtitles on, which is how I watch all of my movies. Um, but Vimea or Vimea, um, the video service, they didn't, I wasn't able to put the subtitles on, um, 
but I'm pretty sure um, if you watch it with the subtitles on, it translates it into English, if I remember correctly. Um, he's basically telling it, uh, telling the doctor to let him go and how he's going to kill him and some slurs in there as well. Um, also, another note, the doctor takes his work very, very seriously. He is dressed to the nines in his doctor lab coat. Um, so now we have a little biography on Dr. Joseph Heider. Um, who is the leading surgeon in separating Siamese twins. We also come to learn that the doctor had three Wattrylers and he turned them into a three-hound structure, which is where the photo we saw in the beginning of the movie. Um, my sister actually went to Germany and the word for dog in Germany is das Hund. So I just wanted to throw that in there a little bit, give her a little bit of credit for that one. Um, so he then begins to explain how how he's going to transform the three of them into his own design with first cutting the ligaments of the kneecap so they can't extend the knee. He then removes teeth, then of course the lips and the butthole flaps. <laughs> Fair warning, I will keep this as non-graphic as I can, but hey, you clicked on this podcast so you knew what was going to happen. Um, so he then says he's creating a Siamese triplets connected uh, by the gastric system, a.k.a. the human centipede. So now the victims are starting to realize they are his experiment. And I also just want to make a quick note. Uh, he is using pictures and diagrams uh, to show them exactly what's going to happen to them. And it reminded me of when I was younger in school and I used to do math problems on the projector. So flashback to that, but also glad it wasn't a diagram to be part of a human centipede. So the next scene, he starts to put the victims and his patients under anesthesia. We then see Lindsay starts to bite at her restraints while the doctor's back is turned and she's able to free her one hand and undo the other and get her feet out as well. She's able to break free, but then we get the lovely scene of her IV just ripping at her veins and, and it just runs all the way up to her arm. Um, she's able to get up the stairs. It also seems that the doctor has his house set up as kind of a trap because as Lindsay finds an open door, um, she can lock herself in from the inside. So Dr. Hyder then finds her and is basically threatening to cut her knees and pull her teeth out with any anesthesia, which literally makes me cringe because if there are two things I hate in horror movies is anything with the knees and anything with the teeth. Uh, so now we see that Lindsay is trying to escape through this very large window and she like pulls back the curtains and of course our crazy sadistic doctor is standing there waiting for her. Um, so she starts to freak out. She runs back, um, to the door and, and at this moment too, he's actually hitting the glass window with his dart gun. Um, she has lost the key to, uh, get out of the bedroom, but finds it as the glass shatters. So she is now running around the house and she finds another unlocked door, which leads to an indoor swimming pool and she falls in. So yes, definitely well off, uh, because he has an indoor pool. Uh, so now it's like literally shooting fish in a barrel at this point. She then is pleading with him to let her go and Jenny go, but obviously Dr. Heider explains how one of his rock rattlers tried to escape and had to suffer the middle, and apparently it's twice the pain, so we can all guess where Lindsay is going. 
Uh, he then says game over and pushes a button to close the top of the swimming pool and is waiting for her to get out. Uh, she then takes a breath and goes underwater. But just as it's about to close, the power shuts off and Dr. Hyder leaves the pool area and Lindsay gets out of the little opening, all the while profusely bleeding all over the place from her arm. So she has a chance to scrape through the broken window, but decides to turn around and I assume to save her friend, Jenny. How heroic. I love my friends, but if I was about to be a part of a human centipede, I don't really know how I would feel about that. So I'm sorry. Tell my best friends I love you, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to save you. I just, I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, moving on. Um, so the anxiety is real as she's trying to undo the hospital restraints on Jenny. She is able to get Jenny free, but of course, with her being un under anesthesia still, I doubt she will wake up yet. Uh, so at this point, she has to drag her pretty much dead friend's body up a flight of stairs, through a hallway, and out the broken window without being caught. But she does it, which is crazy. But just as they're about to clear the backyard, Dr. Hyder shoots Jenny with the dart gun in the back, and we all know what's going to happen now. You shouldn't have went back for Jenny. <laughs> um, so anyway, the next scene is Dr. Hyder getting ready to get elbow deep in buttholes and knee ligaments. It is extremely graphic, and he starts with one victim's teeth, then another victim's buttholes, making the butthole flaps. And then we go right into the next scene of the human centipede recovering under a sheet. The only thing we can see is the lead centipede's head sticking out of the sheets. Uh, so now we have a few fade to black scenes where Dr. Hyder is having a drink, smoking some cigs, and taking a nap. And he's also getting his back window fixed. Um, so now in the next scene, we see our human centipede has been moved upstairs and is now waking up. Our doctor is dressed in the nines yet again in a dope-ass suit waiting for his experiment to wake up. So we now uh, see Dr. Hyder starting to inspect the surgery and apparently everything is all healing nicely. Um, now we see that the human centipede is starting to all wake up and we get our first glimpses of booty to mouth. Uh, the Japanese guy is actually the lead. Lindsay is in the unfortunate middle, and Jenny is in the back. Uh, Dr. Hyder begins taking photos and actually grabs a mirror off the wall to show each of them um, what they look like now <laughs> as part of the human centipede. And of course, they're all freaking out as one would while the doctor is crying tears of joy for his accomplishment. Um, we then see that the doctor keeps them locked in a cage and we get a full camera pan of the whole human centipede again. So the two girls actually interlock their fingers in the next scene, um, or in this scene too, which kind of, you know, is a little bit, uh, compassion moment. Uh, in the next scene, we see Dr. H has taken his experiment outside and is basically treating it like his pet. He puts the newspaper in the Japanese guy's mouth and beckons for him to come, but the Japanese guy refuses and drops the newspaper out of his mouth several times. So in the next scene, we see that it's feeding time and um, everybody kind of starts to eat. Um, we have Dr. H with his steak and human centipede. I'm not 100% sure what they're eating, but it's out of a dog bowl nonetheless. 
Um, so the lead guy, the Japanese guy, then decides it's a good idea to bite the doctor's ankle, which I'm not really sure how far he would have gotten with that. Um, but it basically ends with Dr. H kicking him repeatedly in the face until he passes out. Um, so the next brilliant scene we get is the human centipede outside again with their master. Also props to, um the main character, the doctor of this movie, for calling the lead a chicken. And he's basically, like, um, making chicken noises. And I was so into it. I loved it. He was like, oh, what are you, chicken now? You can't bite my ankle. And he was like, bark, bark, bark. <laughs> it, was, it was a great moment. I was totally into it. So props to him. Um, so then um, at 57 minutes, we get our first bowel movement from butt to mouth um and don't watch this movie with headphones and people because you will hear it (laughs) um then uh we have the doctor complaining because his pet uh, human centipede is too loud while he sleeps then in the next scene the human centipede is strapped to a chair while the doctor takes a swim break now guys i just want to take a second go back to the scene um the 57 minute mark yes um it was very disturbing and very, very graphic, um, especially when he's telling Lindsay the middle centipede or the middle part to basically swallow the Japanese guy's poop. So that's disgusting. Um, but yeah, anyway, moving on. So now we're, we have the human centipede strapped to a, um, a lawn chair um, by the doctor's indoor swimming pool. Um, so the lead centipede is actually able to undo the straps to get away but I mean come on like how far would they have gotten um without him noticing so the doctor actually is like taunting them and is letting them leave but obviously doesn't let them get away and he starts beating the shit out of them with um his infamous whip that he actually continuously carries around um so then we hear that the human centipede off screen actually start, you know, yelling in pain because as if they're not already in enough pain. Um, so in the next scene, we see that the pet is being examined. Um, the lead is fine, strong. Uh, the middle is actually constipated. And the third uh, part is super infected and dying. This part's actually really disgusting too because she is... Uh, her cheek is infected where the butt flaps are, um, and it's, like, super pussy and nasty, and he, like, squeezes it, and I was, like, I think that part was worse than the other parts, for sure, like, the, um, the part where, you know, he poops, um, I think the, the pus with the infection of her face was just so gross, I did not like that part, um, So then, uh, but before anything else can be done, there is, um, a ringing at the front door. Um, so then the doctor runs upstairs and the human centipede is trying to cry out for help. Um, so as I said, the, where I was watching this, um, it isn't giving me the subtitle option, but I have a decent memory of what happens. So basically, um, it's two detectives at the door and they start to ask questions about the missing girls. Um, and then he interrupts and asks them if they want water, aka roofy water. Meanwhile, the human centipede continues to scream in the soundproof basement. 
the conversation gets heated and Dr. Heider goes off and is desperately trying to get the one detective to drink the roofy water, but he ends up hitting it out of the doctor's hand and it shatters on the floor. The doctor then excuses himself to get um, a towel and he goes back downstairs in the basement and gets two syringes to sedate the cops. Um, he tells his pet that he has found two more able body parts so he can mercy kill the third chick who is infected. Um, we then see the, um, lead part is getting a blade off the table. And of course we are all like, oh, what the fuck is he going to do with that? I think the first time I watched this, I thought the Japanese guy was going to like cut himself free. But then I realized like he wouldn't have gotten that far because, you know, the doctor, um, snip the ligament basically for your knees to bend so that you can stand up. Um, so back upstairs, the German conversation continues and I, like, I I wish my sister was here because she's pretty fluent in German. Um, and she could tell me what they were saying, but, uh, we see that Dr. H is getting pretty heated again and he accidentally drops the syringe filled with the sleepy stuff. The uh, detective, uh, finds it and we see the two detectives are now leaving. Um, Dr. H rushes down the stairs and finds his pet is nowhere to be found. Then out of nowhere, we see a hand come down and stab Dr. H in the foot and the kneecap and he falls to the ground and the Japanese guy starts gnawing at his neck to obviously try and, you know, pull out the jugular. Um, we then see the doc is pretty much down for the count. Uh, at this point, I would have taken the scalpel that was um, stuck in the doctor's kneecap and slit his fucking throat. Um, because then at least you can take your time getting up the stairs as a human centipede and not have to worry about uh, <laughs> worry about the doctor waking up again because he's dead. But hey, you know, it's a movie, so moving on. Um, so now we have the human centipede to face with the stairs. Um, now this is the part that killed me because their poor knees are all hacked up and they're just bleeding up the staircase. But they do manage to get up the stairs. Um, Dr. H is now aware of what's going on and is pulling himself up the stairs as well. But not before he decides to lick the knee blood off the stairs that his pet left behind. Um, how sweet. Uh, so now these poor human centipedes is bleeding out all over their wounds. And just as they reach the window um, in the bedroom where Lindsay first was when it was shattered, they realize that it is now, um, well, it's not shattered anymore. It's fixed. Um so the middle part, Lindsay motions for the Japanese guy to grab the lamp and he starts bashing the window in again. But before it can shatter, we see Dr. H is making his way to his pet. The lead part then grabs a piece of broken glass and holds it up defensively, but then he begins laughing and then he kind of gives like a, a speech. And like I said, I, I didn't have the subtitles options Um. I couldn't find it in where I was watching it, but I'm pretty sure he says like a very heroic last kind of um, statement before he slices his neck um, and basically commits suicide. Um, we then hear the, uh, the doorbell ring again and we see that the two detectives are back and now it's just a big old mess. Um, the doctor can't walk. The lead part is dead. The last part is dying. Um, the detectives then enter, guns drawn, and we see that the one detective has found the human centipede, and I can't even imagine, like, what his thoughts are. Um, we kind of just hear him, like, gagging, um, off screen. 
Um, so we also hear a gunshot, and it's Dr. Hyder shooting the one detective. Then we see that Dr. H has, has a gun, and he shoots the second detective. Um, but before the second detective dies, he shoots his gun one more time and nails Dr. H right in between the eyes. Very messy situation, very bloody situation throughout this whole movie. Um, but I do have to say it was really good blood work. Like it wasn't, it wasn't too much. Like it was just enough and, um, it was a good color too as it, you know, splattered all behind the wall. I would have preferred to see Dr. H's brains on the wall too, but hey, can't get everything you want, right? Um, so now we're back with the human centipede and Jenny, who is the last part, just looks pale. Like she's literally gray and she's dying. Uh, she makes a few gasping noises and then shuts her eyes and she dies. Um, so with only a few minutes left in the movie, we are left with only Lindsay, who is obviously in the middle and she's crying and she's still attached to the butthole of the Japanese guy. And of course her butt is attached now her dead friend. Um, but then the camera pans and we can still hear Lindsay's cries and then we get the end credits. So now my favorite part of my podcast, the questions, comments, and opinion time. So overall, I love this movie. I think it was beautifully shot. Um, the main character who played the doctor did a fantastic job as Dr. Hyder. Um, the actresses were all right, but considering they were attached to each other, you know, the butts and mouths 95% of the movie, I think they did a really great job. Um, if you've listened to my other podcasts, you'll know I am super into characters using their facial expressions and their bodies to act instead of their mouths. Um, I have not seen the other two movies and I don't really intend to because I know they are much different from the original. I'm afraid it will ruin my love for the first movie. So maybe one day, but definitely not today. Um, I love the storyline as well. A doctor so obsessed with his craft of separating that he wants to now connect. Uh, he lived a life of seclusion before, um, or because he hates uh, human beings. And he dedicated all of his time and energy and money to crafting the human centipede. Uh, is this movie gross? Yes, of course, but the storyline that pieced it all together I thought was great. It wasn't just put together with no backbone, like there was a solid concept in there. Um, even the cinematics were eerie in different shades of a grayish blue, um, and as each scene transitioned to the next, it was simple. Um, it had simple backgrounds to really enhance the doctor and his pet in the backyard. Um, so yes, I did like this movie and this was the second time I've watched this movie and I'll probably watch it again and I do know the concept of the uh second sequence and the full sequence which is basically the human centipede two and three and I'm not a huge fan of that I've watched previews I've watched certain parts of it um and I just don't see myself watching those movies um obviously I appreciate the time and the effort that Tom Six and the cast put into those movies but I I don't want it to ruin my love for the first sequence which is probably why I will never ever watch the second or the third 
I also watched an interview with the three parts um, and the actors of the centipede, and apparently the production team made molds of their butts and then made a kind of underwear with a plastic piece um, separation from actual content of their, you know, butt to mouth. Um, so then um, I remember I was, I was watching the interview and one of the actresses said that they actually made a piece of the plastic stick out so they could bite on it, which would make sense um, and probably, you know, make it look more real. Uh, another interesting thing that uh, the cast spoke about is the theme of the movie, which can pretty much be broken down into World War One and World War Two with Germany and the Japanese and Germany and the Americans, which was pretty interesting because obviously, you know, the the head part of the centipede was Japanese. Um, we also get to hear that the surgery is 100% medically accurate, but obviously humans can't live that way for long. Um, I also watched the interview, I watched an interview with um, director Tom Six uh, and he said that the idea was born out of a sick joke and then took off from there. And now everybody knows about the movie, which I have to agree with because even people that don't watch horror, they know what the human centipede is and they understand the concept of it. Like my stepmom, she will never, ever, 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 ever watch us a, a horror movie in her life. But I guarantee if I asked her about this movie, she will know about it and she will have heard about it because everyone and their moms and their stepmoms were literally talking about it. Um, I also loved when Tom Six was asked uh, was asked about um, casting uh, Dieter as the doctor, and he said, "Look at his face." And he wanted a German to play the part because, of course, the history of the notorious Nazi doctors, um, which I mentioned in the beginning. Uh, he also commented on the reactions of different audiences, like how some audiences, when they watched the movie, they laughed and enjoyed it, while others laughed and couldn't finish it. Uh, there's also a ton of reactions on YouTube that you can watch um, if you're more interested in hearing what other people have to say about The Human Centipede. So if you have not watched The Human Centipede first sequence, um, I would definitely check it out if I were you. Um because yes it is gross but there's not too many scenes of it being like downright disgusting um if you are me and you do get kind of squeamish and kind of grossed out by anything with teeth or knees I wouldn't watch the second or the third one like I said I'm not planning to watch those um just because you know, I, I've talked to people and I talked to people on Twitter and, you know, I've talked to my friends and they just said that the movie just didn't have a backstory and it was basically just trying to just gross you out to infinity and beyond, kind of. And um, one of the interviews I was watching with Tom Six is that he said the first sequence is Little Pony compared to the second one and the second one is Disneyland compared to the third one. So I think I'm going to stick with a Little Pony. <laughs> um, I'm happy with My Little Pony. <laughs> um, so yes, I like I said, I, I do love this movie. Um, I think it's just because I'm eerily obsessed with World War II and um, kind of like the whole idea of... Uh, the Nazis and not that I'm pro-Nazi or anything don't twist my words guys I'm just saying the history of the war and any of the world wars that we have um 
I just think that it's fascinating. I think it's interesting. Um, obviously, don't condone anything that they did, but I'm just saying. Uh, so I did like the how the concept was used and how the theme of it was used. Um, and if you if you have not seen it, I do urge you to see it, at least the first one, especially if you listen to this podcast all the way through and you haven't seen it, I kind of give you, like, if you don't want to watch the, you know, the Japanese guy pooping into the girl's mouth, then skip over part, you know, or skip over 50, uh, minute 57, just fast forward a little bit. <laughs> um, so yeah, guys, uh, I think that is going to be it. Uh, there you have it. My honest and horrific opinion on the human centipede first sequence. Do you like it? Did you hate it? What is your honest and horrific opinion on the human centipede? So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Horror Nights in Podcasts with me, Crystal. Please remember to follow my podcast on whatever app you use. And if you could please rate Horror Nights in Podcasts 5 out of 5 on iTunes. If you enjoyed my show, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. So I will chat with you guys next week for another episode of Horror Nights in. Bye, guys.